Well, hello there, grown-ups. Did you know that we depend on your generosity and support to keep making Bust or Trust? If you subscribe and support Bust or Trust on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, you'll get access to lots of lovely extras like weekly subscriber bonus episodes with extra evidence, ad-free listening and early access to all our episodes. More to come soon. To support Bust or Trust, just click subscribe in Apple Podcasts or visit patreon.com forward slash Bust or Trust podcast. Or for more information, visit our website at bustortrust.com. Can you unravel the world's greatest mysteries? Can you explain the unexplained and find the pieces to the most puzzling cases? Or are you just wondering what the best ways are to stop pixies ruining your garden? Pixies aren't real, Tiernan. Or are they? Are you a myth buster? Or a myth truster? I'm Tiernan. And I'm Athena. Welcome to Bust or Trust. A kids mystery podcast. And, and we, we are, are the Busters, Busters or Trusters. We will be looking into some very strange stories from around the world and no mystery is too big for us. Monsters, ghosts and all kinds of unusual sightings. You know, like that time you saw a dog in pyjamas. Yeah, and it wasn't even bedtime. So weird. We will dive into all the evidence we can find and present the case with all the facts, figures and testimonies. Then it's up to you, our chief detective. You'll work out what it all means and make up your own mind if our mystery is supernatural or super science, which it almost certainly will be. Hmm. Are you a mythbuster like me? Because you know, there's always more to the case than meets the eye. Or are you a myth truster like me? Because us true believers know we're not alone. Uh, you will be if you keep saying evidence-free phrases like that. Uh, sorry. Uh, we'll tell you at the end of the show just how to get in touch and you can let us know if you're on Team Buster or the best one, Team Truster. But until then, make sure you take notes, pay attention to all the information and start putting together your case. The Case. Ooh, have we got an all-singing, all-dancing episode for you today, Chief Detectives. Uh, there's no singing, Tiernan. Just dancing. Ah, maybe I should sing about the evidence. Now you're just dancing around the subject. Oh, it's the demonic dancing plague of Central Europe. Not sure I'd want to see that musical. And isn't it just called the dancing plague? Yeah, but we're investigating the origins of it that are definitely because of evil spirits. So, the demonic dancing plague. Uh, alleged demonic origins? How did I know you were going to say that? Yeah, busting myths while we talk about busting moves. Shall we explain the case now? Talk us through it, dance step by dance step. The Dancing Plague was a strange series of events that happened in Europe in the last 1,000 years. There were several different incidents in several different countries, but most of them involved a group of people who started dancing uncontrollably and just couldn't stop, often for days on end. Wow, it sounds like the ultimate party, right? Ooh, I don't think it was fun, Tiernan. They would dance to exhaustion, unable to eat or sleep, and some even danced themselves to death. It was called a plague because it seemed to be contagious, which meant that it seemed to spread from person to person until huge groups of people were dancing in the streets all over Germany and Central Europe. Well, they do say that rhythm can be infectious. Oh, again, Tiernan, I promise you, no one was having a good time. Well, then it can only be that someone or something else was controlling their bodies. You know, they were possessed by something evil or at least something that loved dancing. 
Well, actually, that was one explanation. In Europe, in the medieval period, people often used religion and spiritual beliefs to explain things they didn't understand. And so, like you suggested, one of the main theories for the dancing plague was that the people were being controlled by demons or bad spirits who were making them dance. Well, there you go then. It's all disco demons that did it. Case closed. Uh, wait a second. Freeze that pose. We know a lot more about science, the human body and the way people think now. So there have been many more theories since. Ones that I think are a lot more believable. Well, as you always say to me, it's not our job to decide. It's for the chief detectives. So, shall we present our evidence? Let's do it. First piece of evidence. The first piece of evidence is from witness statements that described what happened to the people that caught the plague. According to this witness statement, the dancers form circles hand in hand, appearing to have lost all control of their senses, continued dancing regardless of the bystanders for hours together in vile delirium until at length they fell to the ground in a state of exhaustion. Well, that certainly sounds like they were possessed, doesn't it? And that's also what the monk Peter of Herenthal thought, who is an eyewitness to the dancing plague when it hit Germany. Both men and women were abused by the devil to such a degree that they danced in their homes, in the churches and in the streets, holding each other's hands and leaping in the air. OK, I get that it might look like they were being controlled by mysterious forces, because it definitely doesn't make sense to dance so much you hurt yourself. But what isn't surprising is that many of the witnesses believed it was a possession. Like I explained earlier, it was pretty common to believe in demons and possessions at the time, and people often used bad spirits to explain anything they didn't understand. Doesn't mean it's not true, though. Sure, but there are other explanations for why they could have been dancing seemingly against their will. One modern theory is that they were accidentally poisoned by a mould that could form in their bread. And get this, apparently some of the side effects include confusion, spasms and convulsions, which is when the body moves all by itself. In fact, some modern historians think it's responsible for a lot of tales of possession in the past, including some of the tales of witches. Hmm, that is interesting. Bread that makes you dance. But then that doesn't explain the second piece of evidence. Second piece of evidence. The cure, which was a special ceremony called an exorcism, carried out by people of the church to remove bad spirits. And it seemed to work. According to Peter the monk, the dancers were freed of their demons by means of exorcisms. If it wasn't caused by demons, then why did a ceremony to remove demons work? Yes, but Peter was a monk. And I can't help but think that he's more likely to believe it worked, considering he was part of the church. There were also other cures that were tried, including creating big halls with musicians for the dancers to dance somewhere safely. Yeah, but that didn't actually cure anyone, did it? Didn't they just keep dancing until they collapsed? Yeah, you'd think, and it doesn't sound like a great cure. But actually, in many cases, taking the dancers to a hall actually calmed them down. Some even fully recovered just because they'd been taken away to different surroundings. Perhaps it wasn't the ceremony, but being removed from the big dancing group. It's much more likely that it was a psychological phenomenon. What, what does that mean, Athena? It means it was just a curious situation that affected people's thoughts and behaviours. It was likely that uncontrollable dancing was brought on by the pressures of living in such an unstable time. The church was a big part of everyone's lives back then, and everyone had strict rules to follow. Dancing was often seen as something bad. 
During most of the outbreaks of dance fever, the people were going through hard times. Famines, droughts, plague. It wasn't called the Dark Ages for nothing. Perhaps all the stress got too much for some people, and this was their way of expressing it, by doing something they knew they weren't really supposed to do. But that would mean they chose to dance, wouldn't it? And this plague sounds like they didn't have a choice but to bop till they drop. Well, that's why some modern psychologists and psychiatrists, people who studied the human mind, have called it a mass psychogenic illness, or mass hysteria as it used to be known, which is when a large group of people lose control of themselves entirely, sometimes feeling strange symptoms and going into a strange state of panic. And it often happens when the people are under a lot of stress as a group. This sounds very much like it could be that. Wow, that is so interesting. But what about the third piece of evidence then? Third piece of evidence. The fact that this happened on multiple occasions in several different countries over many years. Oh, I'm not sure how that proves it was a demonic dancing plague. Well, think about it. If the uncontrolled dancing was a response to stress, then why did the dance plague happen in different countries at different times? Oh, good question. But I think it makes sense. The dancing plagues happened mostly during the medieval period and they occurred all the way up to what we call the Enlightenment about 300 years ago. During the Enlightenment, people in Europe started to think more about other explanations. They started to question the cause of bad things that happened to them. And instead of blaming frightening demons and evil spirits, they began to think about science instead. Social rules also started to relax a bit and people felt a bit more in control of their own lives. So... I just can't work out why it was only a dancing plague. It seems very unfair to those people like me who prefer all the other things that happen at birthday parties. Whoa, I'm so tired. Oh, my legs are so achy. This is awful. Hey, you okay? No, I've got the dancing plague. I've been dancing for seven hours non-stop and I promise you I just can't stop. Uh, hang on a sec. <coughs> oh, wow, I, I stopped dancing. What happened? I just gave you the pass the parcel plague. What? But I'm not doing anything. Wait for it to come round. Oh, here we go. Oh, my goodness. Well, I can't help myself. I have to unwrap it really quickly. Whoa. Sweet way! Here you go, pass the parcel! Oh my goodness! Oh, what a pistol! Oh, this is great fun! I like this plague! Now quick, pass it on! Pass the parcel! Pass the parcel! Yeah, it's fun for a while, but I've been unable to stop myself unwrapping parcels for four days now. In a minute, I'm going to head over there. Oh, what's going on over there? They have the birthday cake eating plague. Looks amazing. For the first few slices, sure, but then it's a bit much. There's a lot of icing. Oh, what's, what's that next to them? They have the blowing out the candles on the cake plague. Oh, here we go again. Hooray, a whoopee cushion. Brilliant. Pass the parcel. Thanks. Oh, another water pistol. Oh, well, pass the parcel. Oh, still, it's better than dancing for any longer. Oh, you're telling me? But don't feel you have to stay here. Look around. This place is great. There's the pin the tail on the donkey plague. That guy over there has had the musical chairs plague for months now. It's like the dancing one, but we're sitting down every few minutes, which makes it easier. Anyway, oh, a glow-in-the-dark bracelet. You'd better have this, and I'll see you soon. Pass the parcel. What? What? Where are you going? 
to catch the party bag, Plague, and then we get picked up by my mum and dad because I'm overtired, Plague. Bye. Wow, well, there you go. Ooh, this is definitely much better than when I had measles. Another water pistol? Oh, come on. All right, pass the parcel. So maybe everyone with the dancing plague was just stuck with that as no one had made a birthday cake yet. Tinan, that was the sketch. I don't think there was a birthday cake plague out there. Then how do you explain when I ate six slices of cake at your birthday party and I just couldn't stop myself? Tinan, I knew it was you who demolished my cake. I wanted that for breakfast. Oh, terrible. Well, I like the past the parcel plague and I think it's time we unwrapped <laughs> all the evidence for the listeners. Was the dancing plague caused by demons? Evidence recap. OK, the first piece of evidence was the eyewitness accounts that claimed that the dancers were moving against their will. However, there have been several explanations offered since, including bread poisoning and the group response to the stress of the times. The second piece of evidence is the fact that exorcisms, the ceremonies they did to remove bad spirits, seemed to work and stop the dancers from dancing. But that wasn't the only thing that worked. And in fact, it seemed to be taking people away from the other dancers to a calmer place that eventually stopped the dancing. Well, the final piece of evidence is the fact that dancing plagues broke out in several different places over a span of nearly 700 years. But they stopped completely during the Enlightenment period when people became less worried about spirits and demons. So, now we're handing it over to you, Chief Detectives. What do you think? Are you a demon dancing plague mythbuster? Or a demon dancing plague myth truster? We want to hear from you and what you think, and most importantly, which side you're on. Obviously mine though, right? Oh please, they're clearly on Team Buster with this one. Send us your voice notes with an explanation of why you are Mythbuster or Mythtruster when it comes to the demon dancing plague or any of the other mysteries we've investigated. All you have to do is ask your grown-ups to help you email us your voice notes to hello at bustortrust.com. Tell us your name, age, what you think all the evidence means and please, please make sure your grown-ups give us permission to use your voice notes in our next episode. And also, as much as we'd love to, we won't always be able to use all of them. Well, as a matter of fact, which I know is usually your area of expertise, Athena, oh. I know for certain that we have some excellent thoughts from some of our chief detectives right here. Hi, Tionin and Athena. I love the show and I'm from Dublin and I'm six and I think that Nostradamus can tell the truth because assistant that he what that you won't see me tomorrow so he i think he tell the truth so i'm a, a myth truster and my name is morris and my age is six Brilliant. Thanks, Morris, for your message. And I'm so pleased you examined all the evidence and went for Team Truster, the best one. I bet if we checked, somewhere Nostradamus had written, and there would be a boy called Morris who was on the best team. Hi, my name is Flores and I'm seven years old. I come from Cornwall in Longston. And I think when it comes to the... Curse village of 
Coldara. I'm a mistruster because um, if all of those screaming heads just appeared and um, little toddlers handprints everywhere, I think that must be a curse. Hi, Flores. Thank you so much for that voice note, but I can't believe you're a myth truster, especially because the evidence you're using is the toddler handprints. I live in a house full of toddler handprints, but that's because I live with two toddlers that like to eat jam with their hands, then touch everything. Hey, I'm Scarlett and I'm six years old and I listen to the Nazca lines and I'm a myth truster because what else could it be if humans hadn't invented aircraft? Hooray, Scarlett, another myth truster about the Nazca lines. And I agree, what else could they be? I mean, they're not a tomato, are they? Or a weasel, or a football stadium, or some socks. So I think that means they couldn't be anything other than drawings by aliens. Thanks for getting in touch, Scarlett. You're a top chief detective. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to your podcasts for more great episodes. We love to hear what you think. So please do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps more detectives find Bust or Trust. We'll even read some of the reviews out on the show. We'll see you next time for more Bust or Trust. Athena? Yes, Tiernan? I was just thinking, can you do the floss? Yeah, of course. I've never managed it. Do you reckon if I caught the dancing plague, I'd be able to? I don't think it works like that. You don't get to choose what dance you do. You mean? Yeah, you could get embarrassing dad dance. No! Uh, haven't you already got that, though? Rude. <laughs>